It's Friday night and the mood is right. We're gonna have some fun, show you how it's done, DJIF. Welcome to episode 200 of the Two Guys Ooh. in the Fridays podcast. My name is Steven, and that over there is Travis. Happy 200, only six away from 206. What's 206? That's three years. Oh, is it? Is that three years? Four years. 208, four years. 54 times. 52 times four? 52, yeah. I'm sorry. 208. 208, we're eight episodes away, but I like 200. Welcome to episode 200. <laughs> this is the show. Woo! We're talking about TGIF. We watched three episodes. Two of them were season one of Hanging with Mr. Cooper before it actually aired on TGIF. And then we got back into Perfect Strangers, season eight, episode two. We're getting to it, but before we do that, thank you to Tazos for the theme song this week. Thank you, Tazos. Happy 200, Tazos. TGIFcast at gmail.com. If you want to send in a version of the theme song that you create, you can do it however you want. You can sing it. You can play it on an instrument. I don't care. You can spoken worded to follow. All you want to do is do that. Uh, just email it to us, TGIFcast at gmail.com. And while you're doing that, follow us on all social media at TGIFcast. That's where we are. That's where you can find us. It's where we are. It's where we can find us. Uh... We watched some episodes. Only one of them actually aired this week. That was Perfect Strangers. And what was the date that that actually came on back in 93? Yes. So that would have aired Friday, July 16th, 1993. And uh, we do like to see what was going on in the world 30 years ago, back in 1993. Uh, A little slow on the news week, but I did pull one story because I thought there was a chance that you were actually here for this. But could be wrong. Mike Tyson in Vegas. Kirby Puckett was the uh, Major League Baseball <laughs> All-Star MVP in 93. Did you go to that one? San Diego? Was it in San Diego? I don't know. It was, it was in 93. <sighs> you might have been there. Decent it was in chance. San Diego. I was. Hold on. Uh, yeah. Canem Yards. I was there. Travis was there. Uh, Kirby Puckett. He's one of those interesting uh, players to me. Like He was a huge fan favorite. Everyone loved yeah. Kirby Puckett back in the day. I don't know how good he actually was, though. Why do you say that? I don't know. I'm just like, what did he actually do? Did he hit a lot of home runs? Eh. He might have given a pretty pretty good defensive player. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he's on the record books or anything. Let's look. Let's look. Okay, it can't be that hard to find something cool that he has done. I mean, he was the all-star uh, all-time, MVP. So he's the Twins all-time leader in career hits, runs, and total bases. Twins always uh, suck, though, so that doesn't matter. Retired um, with a th- uh, 318 batting average, which is pretty good. Pretty decent. Uh, yeah, it's the highest. it was the highest of any retired player since Joe DiMaggio at the time. Uh, fourth player during the 20th century to record 1,000 hits in his first five calendar years in MLB. Record 2000. I mean, he was a good player. He was just a solid player. Yeah. Um, about what I figured. Solid Ten player. Ten-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion. Oh, he won um, the World Series twice with the Twins? ALCS MVP, six-time Golden Gloves, six-time Silver Slugger. I didn't realize Dale he was Paddock a two-time uh, World Series winner. Yep, 87 and 91. Okay. All right. I'll give him a little more credit. Kirby Puckett, All-Star MVP, 1993. Travis was there to witness it. I was there. Canem Yards. I remember... I remember parts of it um that's all i got for news what about movies and music i think we have a new song this week 
Uh, we do. I'm going to start with the movie first since it's the same. Uh, it is the firm Tom Cruise movie. I forgot to mention last week, and I texted you and told you to not to help me remember Hey, this. the dad from somebody's in that movie, isn't it? <laughs> the dad from Where I Live, uh, Sullivan Walker, the, the character is James St. Martin, and Where I Live is as a is in the firm. He has a role in the firm. He is part of the cast. So I, I, wanted, I meant to mention that last hey, week. Hey, you had another I chance got, today, and you hit it perfectly. I know. I did. I did. Um, so, yeah, new song. It is Weak. By SW. Ooh, good one. That is a good one. It, it is a I good get one. so weak in the knees, I can hardly. That's a good one. One of one of us had to do it, so I'm glad it was I you. lose all control. It's good. Yeah, I like that song. It. My sister really liked it. I think she had the cassette. It's a great song. Played it it's a great lot. Song. Yeah, it's a good song. Uh, birthdays? You got any this week? None. Zero. Sorry. Zero. No one likes America Week. For birthdays. That was last. That was last week. But okay. Last week, where what July? What what did we say? Ninth or something? July 9th was last week. This week, July sixteenth is the air date. July sixteenth. No one likes it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> All right, we got some episodes to get into. We're watching Hanging with Mr. Cooper, season one, episode thirteen. Forbidden fruit is the name of this one. It starts off. We got Coop in his gym class. He's teaching boxing to the class. Says they need to learn some self-defense. Of course, Andre, or not Andre, what's his name? Isaac. Isaac's got a note to try to get out of it. And uh, some hot girl walks in the middle of the class, and uh, everyone's kind of looking. And um, It's a new teacher. She's looking for rickets. Well, we don't find that out until... uh, We do. We do. She says, I'm looking looking for Coach Ricketts. She says it as soon as she walks in. Well, kind of. They, we, she does. She literally says, I'm looking for Coach Ricketts. Yeah, but that's... See, this is the thing. So before that, um, Coops has Irvin come up and box with him. And uh-huh. Irvin's boxing, and uh, he says, if you uh, if you can hit me, I'll give you that's an A true. in the class. And uh, when this woman says, I'm looking for Coach Ricketts, that's enough to distract Coop. He Fair turns this side... Irvin punches Coop in the face, knocking him out onto the onto the gym. Didn't floor. mean to steal your thunder. You're it's okay. Correct. That is what happened. I will say this woman was also much like uh, the character from the firm and where I live. Oh, probably one of the guys like in girlfriend interest. Yeah, for yeah. She was in uh, that Dante's Inferno episode. Okay, so theme song. We come back. Uh, this woman is now trying to wake up Coop from being knocked out by Irvin. We find out her name is Teresa. She's the new student teacher, and she's looking for Coach Ricketts. Yep. And Coop keeps hearing bells in his head and eventually lets the class go because he thinks the bell has rung. Yeah, and after the class goes, uh, she asks him out on a date pretty quickly. So uh, things are moving fast with this student teacher. Yep. Uh, we go back to the house. Uh, Coop is asking Vanessa and Robin for uh, advice on what to wear on this date, and this is where we get our diss of the week. Neither. Especially with that cartoon colored Calvin Clown TV test pattern shirt you got. <laughs> so then they talk to um, to Mark about uh, Teresa. Vanessa already knows that uh, Teresa is the uh, student teacher and suggests that uh, he should not be dating a coworker. Yes. She's like, don't do that. And this is where we find out. This is the second week, our time, second week in a row, where we found out that these women are dating people that we've never even heard of because we find that Robin has been dating someone at the school that no one knows. She's still dating him, hasn't told anybody. Well, yeah, at this uh, point, too, like uh, Vanessa and Coop don't even know that she's dating him. Yeah, and she won't even tell them the name now. She won't even tell tell, tell us anything. Uh, while this is going on, too, uh, Tyler shows up. 
He's looking for ants. Apparently, he put honey all over their house because he needs to collect ants so he can light them on fire for his science experiment. <laughs> That's his plan. Yep. Um, but I, I'd say, I just want to say something. You said it last week. I want to say it again. Tyler's awesome. I love this guy. He's great. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I looked him up on IMDb. I was like, he's got to have been on other stuff. He hasn't been. This is his biggest thing for sure that he yeah. ever did. But uh, I, I agree with you, though. He is, he is a fun. He's a fun character. He's a good actor. It's good stuff. I don't know if we're going to get tired of him. I, I mean, I'm assuming he's not going to be just no. like this for 92 episodes. Like, he's going to grow so, up and things are going to change a little bit. What 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 my brain remembers too, which is kind of why I'm really confused about this Tyler character, is doesn't Raven Simone eventually join as like a neighbor she does. as well? She's so a lot like, younger. Have, yeah, but why have her and him? Like, what what why? And then they've got these, you know, all the kids at school. There's like so many kid characters that play these kind of same roles, yeah. and I'm just surprised that they brought him in. I'm glad they did. I love him. I think he's great. It's just a, an interesting collection of characters are putting together yeah i don't know we'll see um we'll see what type of dynamic that he and uh raven simone have together i know they're a yeah. few years apart from each other like she comes in pretty young on the show okay i think we might i think some of the kids i think the only kid at school that sticks around after this season is maybe Irvin, anyways so okay like andre uh, and isaac i don't think make it out of season one we go back to uh the school back at gym class they're still working on boxing coach ricketts comes in and uh, wants to show the class some tips as well. Uh, he suggests that, uh, I think, uh, Coop spar with him for a second. And before they start, the bell rings and uh, everyone runs out. Doesn't actually happen. But Coach asks Coop, uh, who's the female? Because he can smell all this cologne that Coop is wearing. <laughs> um, and then Teresa comes in and we find well, out. Well, before that, before that. because So he asks him, how's, who's the woman? Who's the, who are you dating? Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Talk about how hot she is, how fine she is, and I think Rick had that says big old like, booty got a big booty or something like that. Yeah, so they're they're talking about. And it. He's like, she, Coop's like, she's got a good front, she's got a good back, and like, uh, <laughs> then she walks in, and that's where we discover what I kind of realized from literally the first second we saw her. Teresa is Coach Rickett's daughter. Yes. Dun dun dun. <sighs> So, yeah, we got that going on. Uh, Coach Ricketts doesn't know that Teresa and Cooper are hanging out or hooking up or whatever right he now. He doesn't know that she's the woman they were just talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. He doesn't know that at all. And uh, Robin comes in at this point, too, to tell uh, Coop that uh, Teresa. Mm, oh, like, I don't remember how she breaks it, but she already the one. he already knew. Who already knew? Coop. But then Robin comes in to tell him the news that he already knew. What? Right. This is where Robin comes in and somehow breaks it to. No, I think they are. I think the news was already broken in like the scene what before news? that he, that, 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 uh, Teresa is, uh, her, her, his, uh, the coach Ricketts daughter. Ricketts doesn't know that. Ricketts knows his daughter's Teresa for sure. It's Ricketts doesn't know that, that Rickett, Ricketts doesn't know that his daughter is the woman that Coop was talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I think Robin this is where Robin, Robin comes in drops to, that bomb. I thought Robin came in to warn Coop because she found out that Teresa was Coach Ricketts' daughter. Maybe you're right. And as she does that, um Yeah, that makes more sense because then if Ricketts was just right Ricketts there, wasn't in there. Were, Ricketts overhears yeah, Robin yeah. saying that and then um, comes out with a volleyball from, from the back room and like pops right, it in front right, of him. And it's right. like, if I find out who it was and then like pops the volleyball and uh, 
Oh no, this is he knows that it's Coop now at this point, right? That's what I'm saying. I think I think he overhears Robin says it and he overhears it. And so he pops the volleyball and then um like Mark and and, and uh what's her name? What's what's Teresa? the daughter's name? Teresa like run into the to the to the uh storage area, the storage closet. Yeah, I mean he he says stay away from my daughter at this point too. So I mean he's talking to Coop. Then Teresa comes in and she's like, Daddy found out, huh? And then but she still wants to go out with Coop. She still wants to like hook up with him. And then they run into the closet and uh he almost finds them. Like he comes in after them, but uh they're kind of like tucked behind a shelf or something and doesn't see them. Right. Yeah, they're Hide back there, start making out. Yeah, the order of things is kind of all over the place there. But now we are at the point where Coop know or Ricketts knows that Coop and Teresa were hanging out. He threatens to like bust his head like a volleyball if he catches them again. But they're but they're still gonna do it, right? Yeah, Mark's real. Mark is like, I don't know, this is a bad idea, and yeah. tries to bail, but she won't. She won't let him. Uh, next scene, we've got Vanessa and Tyler. Uh, Tyler's still working on that science project. It's not going to be ants being burned by a magnifying glass, though. Uh, he is instead going to be working with Vanessa on making this volcano because that's what she did when she was in sci- uh, her science fair. And uh, she's kind of taking over it. She's kind of trying to do everything about it. Well, there's this whole theme throughout this episode of where all the adults are telling each other to let Tyler do his own work, but they're all they all kind of like jump in and just kind of take over the project from him. Uh, Coop comes in and tells them that, uh, he's making dinner for Teresa. He, he like, I think he got some like takeout or dump something on a plate real fast. Uh, he's setting up a table that he's got like this pre-made like fold out table that already has like a white tablecloth and like all the dishes and everything. <laughs> it's already got candles on it. Candles on it. It's pretty funny. Um, and then, uh, Teresa gets there and they immediately start making out on the couch. Yep. Immediately. And seconds later, Tyler pops up from the back and is watching them from like inches away, like right in their face, like trying to get some uh, information on how uh, how kissing works, I guess. He's like asking, well, how do you breathe during this? I think that's a little later, but uh, he's like <laughs> right up in their faces. Um, Robin gets home and Robin tells Tyler to go into the kitchen. And Vanessa is in there working on that volcano by herself. And this is exactly what Robin did not want to see. But Vanessa is doing it anyways. Yeah. But then Robin walks away and Vanessa's like, we got to redo this. I got some no. ideas instead of Clay. the way around. Vanessa walks away and Robin takes over the volcano. Yeah. And Robin's like, uh, you don't want to use clay. You should use mosaics. And like has like four bags of mosaics and glue just ready to go in the drawer right next to the volcano. <laughs> All right. Um, then we got uh, a new scene with Teresa and Coop. They're uh, they're still making outs, and uh, Andre shows up. He's there for his piano lesson, and Andre promises to keep this whole Coop Teresa thing a secret. Uh, that they're still together, I guess, because the coach does know, right? I think it's more of a, like a keep it from the kid, the kids, so that they don't know that these two are like the two teachers are dating. I think it's just kind of bad form for the kids to find out. See, now I'm like doubting myself again. I'm like, maybe coach he knows. says Ricketts. Knows. If I ever catch the guy who's dating my daughter, I'll pop his head like a volleyball. No. Cause, cause I remember when, when Teresa walks in after that, she's like, Oh, daddy found out. Didn't he? Um, so I, I think, I, I think this is more of a, just keeping it from the kids situation. All right. So, um, yeah, 
Andre promises to keep it a secret as long, but then like also kind of like bribes Coop, like, but I'm going to be late to class every day next week, or I'm going to be late to class. He's like, for how long? He's like, I don't know, until next Tuesday or something. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, then we go back to the school. Uh, it's boxing class once again. Uh, Teresa shows up in the middle of class. They go into the janitor's closet to make out Coach Ricketts. Well, they think they hear Ricketts, and so they run into the equipment room to hide. Turns out that is just the janitor. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's walking down the hall, but Coach Ricketts is actually in the closet waiting for them. Uh, and then uh, he turns on the light. Coops, well, it's funnier than that because Coops they run in there to hide. Right? And Coop's trying to, like, find Teresa to make out in the dark. And he's, like, grabbing. He's like, oh, you, you, you're more muscular than I remember. You're bigger than I remember. And then lights turn on. Obviously, he's hug- now hugging Coach Ricketts. Yeah, and Coop and Teresa try to defend their relationship to him. But uh, he's like... You guys should have just been more straightforward with me. Like, why why hide it from me? Just let me know from the start. And like, it seems like he's not that mad, right? I don't. He's not mad at all. What he tells her is like, look, I don't care if you're dating him. I I just wish you could talk to me about it. I just want you to be more more open. It's a lot like kind of the the episode from last week we talked about with with Robin, Robin and her dad. dad. Where yeah, just not talking, not communicating is what led to the misunderstanding. Uh, we go back to the house. Robin has now completely redone this volcano. It has different layers of mosaics to represent the different layers of rock. And uh, Vanessa comes in. She's all mad that uh, Robin messed up her volcano. And it's not even supposed to be her volcano. It's supposed to be uh, Tyler's volcano. And then the two of them start fighting. They set off the volcano. Something inside of it is like a rocket because it shoots shoots off the table, lands on the ground, breaks all over the place. And now Tyler has to do it all alone by himself, which is what they wanted in the first place anyways. And I think, and he's like, I don't want either of you to help me ever again. Leave me alone. Uh, We didn't see Coop and Teresa get home. Um, Teresa's kind of being quiet though. She's kind of like sitting on her side of the couch. Um, And we find out like Coop still wants to make out with her, but she's not really interested anymore. What she liked was that whole excitement of like hiding from her dad and like sneaking around and everything. And uh, she's kind of done with it. Yeah, she's over it. Not interested. I wrote good news for Coop. Don't know why, though. I don't know. I don't know. Good news for Coop. Teresa's not showing interest in Coop anymore. Oh, because she maybe because I don't know. Anyways, uh, he tries to say that he's exciting. Like, I got excitement. Don't like I, I mean, I'm exciting. I can still do this. And uh, it's not enough for her, though. She leaves. Robin and Vanessa come out um, and try to cheer Coop up. I don't know if anything important was said here, but that kind of ends the episode. With them <laughs> no, they just try to make him feel like he can do. He's dangerous and and, and cool and, and a badass. Yeah. So that's the re- end of the uh, main part of the episode. We do get a credit scene with uh, Vanessa, Coop, and Robin. Uh, they're eating dinner. Tyler comes in looking for more ants, and uh, Coop says, we don't have any ants, and then... Uh, the loaf of bread that's on the table. Giant loaf of bread. Giant loaf of bread. Starts walking across the table. Obviously, a whole bunch of ants are underneath it, carrying it away. That's it. That's that. Is that's that it. no? That's not it. No. That's where you're. That's where you're gonna stop. Yeah. No. So it starts moving to make it look like that. There's ants carrying the loaf of bread, and and um, Coop's like, no, no, that's just the prop guy with the fishing rod pulling it. He's like, this isn't Seinfeld. Get out of here. Oh, I missed and that. Throws, throws the loaf at him, and the you, they cut and they show like the prop guy with the fishing pole. And oh, like, I completely missed that. Side. So it was, and they, yeah, we haven't seen a fourth wall break in a while. So this was like a very much a fourth wall of like, yeah, that's, not, yeah. that's not what's going on. And 
and it was oh it man was it must have clicked to the next episode or something like earlier than it finished on mine but uh okay. yeah that sounds pretty funny yeah uh, it was good it was good so then we watched coop season one episode 14 long name of this episode what is it called uh how to succeed in business without really trying is the name of the episode um starts off we've got robin uh she's having a little teachers meeting at her house Uh, apparently they're complaining because their wages are too low they're not getting all the stuff they need she's got a bunch of teachers over there and they're talking about possibly going on a teacher's strike yes yeah they're they're and mark's kind of egging everybody on like to really get going yep and that's the setup for this whole episode so that's going to be our main storyline we go to the theme song we come back and uh Coop gets home. He's like, hey, turn on the news real quick. And he turns on the news and uh, it's like an update on the teacher strike. They interview Mr. Cooper, who um, I think he says, like, we're looking for this. We're looking for this. And then he's like, and I'm looking for you or something like he's talking to like the uh, the reporter. He's got he hits on the report flirting. Yeah. Hitting on her live on TV. And uh, I think Robin comes out and she's like, well, at least you hit the the important parts. And like, I don't know, just kind of give him a hard time. But uh, a little update um that uh tyler is now coming over to collect rent because again his dad owns this place and uh he's coming to collect rent from everyone and they're all writing their own separate checks uh vanessa gives a check robin gives a check goes over to coop to get a check and instead coop gives him 10 bucks and he's like don't tell your dad uh pretend like i'm out of town or something he's like vegas two days got it yep he's gonna go so um Vanessa's like, why don't you have any money? Like, um, he's like, well, the, the strike's going on, so that's why I don't have any money. And she's like, well, I, why don't you come over and uh, be a temp at my office? They need some temps. And he's like, eh, I don't know about that. Next scene, Coop's working at, at the office. He's doing the mail. He's bringing mail to people's desks. And uh, Vanessa is uh, getting a little upset with Coop because Coop's not taking it too seriously. Right, right. And she keeps trying to remind him that, like, she has authority over him. He needs to do his job, take it seriously, because she she got him the job. So she doesn't want him to make her look bad. Yeah, but he's kind of laughing her off, like, not taking her seriously, putting his legs up on his on her desk, her desk and, like, yeah. like, doesn't care at all. And she's, like, threatens to, like, get him fired, and, like, she can't do it, though. No. Um, she tells him... Um, she tells him to watch the phones oh yes she needs to go out of the office she's like watch the phones i gotta go do something so he sits at her desk phone rings or boss pages in he's like hey we need some coffee in here so he goes to get him coffee well he says i need some coffee black and and then mark makes a joke to the boss he's like what did you why is it gotta be a race thing we don't we don't call ourselves black anymore you know we're african-american i can't remember what he says but he he makes his joke about that to the person on the other end of the phone not knowing who it is to his black boss (laughs) well yeah but still um, so he takes in the coffee and, uh, they've got a client in there and it seems like they're about to like lose this client too. Like the client's like lost interest in like signing with them, but this client also recognizes Coop as he comes in from the warriors from that 11 day contract, 10, days. Had, 10 day contract. 10 days. Yeah. And, uh, it looks like it might be enough to save the deal. The uh, the boss of the company like invites Coop to go out to lunch with this guy, and they leave Quentin, the guy who we thought like I guess was he like he's like second in charge or something. They leave him back on the phones while Coop goes out to lunch to try to get this deal going. Right, because the, the boss is the main boss, Mister Toplin uh-huh. of the firm, whose name is in the firm. It's I think it's impressive that you got to be a big fan to recognize that one guy that played two games in uh, for on a ten day contract. 
Uh, I mean, these guys have season tickets to the to the Warriors. I'm sure it's like down yeah. the street. Well, he does specifically call out the Charles Barkley incident, so maybe that's what made it stick in his mind. Yeah. So um, they're going to go to lunch. Quentin's going to stay back on the phones. We'll see what happens. Uh, we go to Robin, who's hosting another meeting at the house with the teachers. Um, they agree that they're going to hold their stance. They're not going to give up yet. They do not want to lose this fight. They want to get all the things that they want. And then Vanessa gets home, and she's wondering where Coop is, because apparently Coop went off to lunch and never came back to the office. She's mad. She is mad. Coop comes in. We find out he didn't come back because he was playing golf and going to the spa with, uh, with, the, with, the, uh, with the boss man. And uh, Mr. Doplin. She is a little jealous. Like, all this stuff that she wants to be doing, like getting close to the boss, he's doing, and he's only been there for a day. And then he breaks the big news that he now has a new job at the company. Not just a new job. He also has a new secretary. Vanessa is going to be his secretary as he's got this giant promotion, it seems like. Yeah, assistant managing director of sales. So we go back to the office. Uh, Coop is settling into his new office, uh, just kind of gloating around his power and uh, walking around and telling Vanessa to do things for him. He's like, well, he's like, Hey, get a hold of, call the warriors for me. Get a hold, get Chris Mullins on the phone or uh, get Chris or Mullins get Hardaway Hardaway. on the phone. And uh, she kind of goes back to her office, comes back in a minute or so. And she's got Mullen on the phone for Coop. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Coop uh, needs Vanessa to show him how to use the phones though. Cause he doesn't even know how to do that. And then uh, the kids show up, Andre and Isaac and uh, Irvin. They show all show up to see Coop in his new office. Yeah, they want to check it out. Because, I mean, they don't have school right now because the strike's going on. So they're off school. They're amazed by his office. They think it's super cool. They're finding, like, snacks and stuff in drawers. Um, they leave. I can't remember. Someone probably tells them to leave. And then... Uh, I think Vanessa kicks him out. Yeah, and then Coop asks Vanessa uh, for some advice because he's got another big client meeting and he doesn't know what to say to them. Yeah, and then as as he's talking to her, Mr. Toplin walks in with a with a new client anyways. Yeah, she's like, what do you think is going to happen here? They're just going to, like, give you clients or something? And, like, <laughs> That's right. literally it happens. Like, just... That's what happens. Yeah. Uh, Robin, once again, talking to one of the teachers at the house about this uh, meeting with the school board. And then um, Tyler comes over, and uh, she's like, Tyler, you can't be right here right now. We've got I've got a big meeting with a guy from the school board. You've got to, like, do something. And then, like the door like knocks or something and it's this guy from the school board already there. So Tyler's got to play it cool. He's got to sit on the couch, not say anything. And uh, this guy comes in and tells her, look, there's just not any money. We don't have money to pay the teachers more. There's nothing that I can do. Yep. And then Mark walks in. Perfect timing. About, perfect timing. Walks in and says, look, man, this is going great. I'm making so much money. I got all these new suits. This is great. And that, and Vanessa, or uh, Robin uses that leverage and says, look, and this, this is what's going to happen to all the teachers. No They're all going to go back. take better paying yeah. jobs. Like, this is something we can't have. And he's like, all right, I will go and I will give your message and we'll see what happens. Yes. So uh, Robin, of course, is thrilled that Coop came in. She thinks this is what they need. And uh, then Vanessa gets home and she's real mad at Coop still for the way that he's been... Uh, He's just been hopping up in this company, getting all the opportunities, and it's making her pretty upset. But he's also been a big jerk to her. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's part of it, too. Yeah. Go back to the office. Uh, we see Coop arrive, um, and then Vanessa quits. 
she gives Coop her uh, her notice that she cannot handle this anymore. She cannot have uh, Coop making a mockery of everything that she's been working for for so long, and she quits. She's out. Um, the boss comes in, and uh, he says, I got to cancel the golf game. I'm playing with Marcus Allen instead. In walks oh. Heisman Award-winning Marcus Allen. Not just Heisman. I did some research on Marcus Allen because I was like, well, I don't know that much about this guy. Did you know? I knew he, he was, was a the- big fantasy football star back in the day. He is the only player in history to have won the Heisman Trophy, an NCAA National Championship, the Super Bowl, be named NFL MVP and Super Bowl MVP, and inducted in the College Football Hall of Fame and the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I'm actually surprised. Like, the thing is, Heisman Trophy winners, a lot of times are like their career in the NFL is not huge. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, But that's that's impressive for sure. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, he's like, uh, here's Marcus Allen. So Marcus Allen comes in and uh, we also find out the boss is like, well, if some guy that played for 10 days on the Warriors can get all these uh, clients, why not a real athlete like Marcus Allen? So he actually (laughs) fires Coop and gives Marcus Allen his job in his office. That's it. Done. Sorry, Mark. Coop's out of a job. And now Vanessa, who just quit, is like super happy. She's like, oh, no, I'm not. I'm staying here to work with Marcus Allen. She grabs her letter, rips it up, puts it in the trash. So she's staying. Coop's gone. We go back to the house. Uh, Coop's on the couch looking all bummed. Uh, Vanessa gets home and says uh, she just couldn't work for Coop the way that he was acting. They argue a little bit. And uh, Mark suggests uh, maybe we strengthen our friendship a little bit. Oh, so what do you think? What do you, what do you have in mind? And he's like, well, and then like you, that you can kind of get the idea that he's trying to like hook up with her, which she's not into at all imagine that the kids come over and uh we find out the strike is over and robin didn't get anything (coughs) none of their demands were answered the only thing that happens positively is they're not making any cuts like they were gonna do yeah nothing so basically nothing happened yeah um then coop's like well we should strike uh or no, like the kids, the kids, uh, the kids are like bummed because they want the strike to continue so they don't have school, right? Correct, correct. And Coop's like, well, why don't we uh, keep the strike going and ask for uh, school on Saturdays? And then maybe we can also ask for uh, same sex classes. And they're like, oh, no, we'll go back to school. Uh, separate, separate sex. But yeah, that's right. Whatever. Never same, yeah. same thing, right? Yeah, it's same thing. And then, uh, and then they're like, oh, no, we want to go back to school right away. And then Coop's like, Marcus Allen couldn't do that, like talking to. Robin or Vanessa or whatever. And that's it. That's the end of the episode. Uh, we do get a credit scene. Um, hopefully I saw the whole thing this time. Coop is uh, getting home. And uh, Tyler's there for... Uh, Tyler's there. And Coop starts chasing Tyler around the house. Trying to get that rent check back that he gave uh, Tyler. Well, because what he had... We, it, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense without us. Because we didn't mention kind of where this comes from in the episode. But during the episode, when he has all the money, he gives Tyler three checks. He gives him this week, this month's rent, next month's rent, and an extra month's rent. And so he's like, let me get that extra month's rent back. And that's why he's chasing around the house. Yeah, it was that scene where, like, uh, he perfectly timed coming in. Right. Talking about his job. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, A couple notes before we move away from this. Can I add one more thing? A funny line. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, As he's chasing uh, Tyler around the house, he's like, uh, he says... Uh, it's about to be Home Alone 2 Lost in Oakland up in here. I thought that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. Um, so a couple, two of the people in the um, 
a group of teachers. One of them is uh, was in a Family Matters episode. He was the the scout from the college that tried to recruit Eddie for that on the basketball team. That one episode. Okay. Um, there's also another character, Linda. I don't I don't know who exactly who she was. She was in Family Matters. But one of the women in the teacher group was is Patty Austin, who I didn't know who that was, but I looked her up. She is a Grammy Award winning jazz uh, singer that they brought in for this episode to play. I think she was the the kind of the sassy, sassy, little bit older lady who was one of the teachers. Cool. Ring a bell? Uh, no. No. OK. Well, <laughs> Grammy Award winner, uh, Patty Austin. So. Um, Perfect Strangers? Get into it. Perfect, Perfect Strangers, episode two, season eight. After Hours, the name of the episode, it starts off, uh, we get our theme song, Back Like the Old Ways, these episodes used to happen, and then we get right into the episode, we're at the house, Balky and Marianne are uh, at the table, making out right in front of Larry and Jennifer that are sitting beside them, and uh, not stopping, there's making out, and Larry has to smack Balky in the head with a spoon to get him to stop. Yeah, they're excited, because tonight is the fourth anniversary of the first time that Balky and Mary Ann said something together at the same time. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Um, Jennifer is uh, going to bed, and uh, Larry takes that as wants to go to bed with Larry, like take him upstairs. But no, she's not interested in that. He's like, please don't wake me up when you come up. Uh, Larry, at this point, too, asks Balky for some advice. Like, how do you keep the spark going? And... uh, Balky suggests on uh, there's these three tried and true secrets in Mepos, and uh, I've got them in my pleasure chest. I think that's what he calls it. Uh, moon oil, burning some sort of incense, and um, amber incense, and listening to the uh, Ocean Surge cassette tape. That's it. That's all you have to do. Do those three things, or any of those three things, the spark will continue. Next morning, Larry's upset. Tells, whoa, 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 whoa. You're not, you're just going to gloss over a, a line that clearly shows that the writers are perfect strangers. Like this is the last season. We don't care. We're going to put whatever we can get into the show. And that there was a censor not smart enough to pick up on this line. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. I didn't write it down. He, so he the, tells, he tells Larry these three things and then he gets ready to go upstairs and, and he goes, and she sure knows how to toss my salad. I did. Yeah. <laughs> and then goes upstairs. I was like, what? Did they, they they had to have used that as that term in 93, right? It's not I like it's a newer think. term. I, I, I assume. I assume. But somewhere in the somewhere in the censor, you know, review did, did not catch that. And, they, and the writers were like, I can't believe we got that through. Uh, so it's the next morning now. Larry's upset. He tells Balcony, Balky that uh, Jennifer is miserable. He tried those three things. He went into the chest and... Uh, now Jennifer has like a rash and she can't like move. She she why she's she like covered move. in a rash. Yeah, yeah. That's the big thing, right? Like the rash. Well, there's and, like, that, and then the amber incense has like it made her sneeze all night, and the um the ocean surge tape made her seasick. That's right. Yeah. And then Balky is like, I don't remember what you have to do, but like the oils, you have to like dilute the oil. You can't just like put it directly on, and the incense you should only burn outside. Uh, I can't remember what you're supposed something about to do. the cassette tape. Yeah, yeah, with the cassette tape. But he didn't. He basically, Larry didn't use any of the things, right? Because he had no idea what he's doing. Jennifer comes down. Her arms are like locked in front of her. She's got rashes all over her body. She's got cream all over her. And uh, Larry knows at this point he needs to do something. He needs to find a gift for Jennifer to make this all all better. Right. Right. So that's where we go. We go to the department store. Larry and Balky are there. They are looking for what Larry needs as the perfect gift. 
And uh, I guess at some point he was going to get like a neck pillow, but then uh, Larry's like, I need a bigger gift than that. That yeah, that's right. And they have, and this is another like they have a whole like size matters discussion here as well. That again, I was thought was funny they got through. Uh, the store's about to close though. Like they make an announcement over the speaker, and Larry's like, uh, they, "That's just like a a trick to get you to impulse buy stuff real quick before mm-hmm. they close." So don't worry about that. Let's go back to the jewelry departments, and uh, I'll I'll find something that is perfect. So. Um, they walk over, they keep hearing more announcements that the store is going to close, and I think at some point they, like, knock over, like, a mannequin and it breaks apart into a bunch of people. Well, because they're kind of arguing on which direction the jewelry department is in, and they get their arms all, like, crossed up, and they hit this mannequin, and this mannequin, like, explodes. Like, this thing was rigged to just shoot every limb off of it. I mean, it looked like it had 40 legs when it hit the ground. Like, there were way well, more pieces than most mannequins. Because they though. pieced it all together in this way that... The- it's like an upper arm, a lower arm, and a hand. Like, every single joint of the human body was represented here, and it just all pops off at once it was pretty fun so now they're trying to pick up all the pieces of the mannequin as the uh store announcements continue to come over and they continue to ignore them um while they're bent over you see a security guard come by and lock the door the security guard does not see larry and balky uh because they're picking up things off the floor and security now guard, by the way family matters and step by step so this is third third go and now Larry and Balky are locked inside this department store. They don't quite realize it yet either. They kind of Balky gets up and like looks around, doesn't see anybody, doesn't hear anything. And then they kind of make their way to the door. And that's when they find out they're locked in. But uh, Balky has a plan. The uh, typical Larry line that he has a plan. But Balky has a plan now. And Larry's like, no, I'm the one that makes the plans here. And uh, I don't know. Do they get to what his plan is? I can't remember. They don't. because So while he's kind of going on this rant, they you start to hear this dog bark. And um, Larry, Balky can see the dog and realize that it's a real dog. Balky has his back to the dog. It's like, oh, that's just a recording. That's a it's good recording, but it's just a recording. I'm not even worried about it. And then, then Larry sees the dog. Yep. They see this giant Rottweiler that's uh, growling on the other side of the uh, sports area of the department store and they try to slowly get away but as they do uh the dog just barks at every one of their like minimal moves that they're making yeah they can't move forward they can't move back the dog is just locked on them larry's got a plan he's like balky you just run and let the dog chase you around and i'll go make a call for help and uh the dog just seems to be getting angrier and angrier at this point growling and barking more and more yeah, and finally, I mean, after sitting there and growling at these dudes for five minutes, decides it's going to start chasing him. Yep, so they start running, and the dog chases them around the store. Uh, they don't show a I whole lot say, of it, though. Before we get away, this was a pretty good set. I like this mall set. You can see, like, stores on the outside. It was a pretty good setup. I thought it was funny that they obviously had, like, a kid's, like, the the old, like, the kid's t- uh, tennis shoes member back in the day. Like, the letters from a, a store display, and they just rearranged them to spell something else so that it would not say kids. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we go to the next morning. Uh, we're at the house. Uh, Jennifer and Marianne are trying to figure out where Balky and Larry are because they have not come home. They're obviously locked inside of the department store. And as they're talking about it, they get home and they look like they've been in a fight. And obviously they have with a dog. Uh, their clothes are shredded. They look like they had a rough night. And uh, Balky comes home with a gift. Uh, we see a gift in Larry's hand as well. And... Uh, this is the anniversary of something else, right? 
like another anniversary. It was the anniversary of the first time they got caught in the rain and had to dry out their wet stringy hair in the <laughs> using the car here. I remember that off the top of my head. I didn't even write that down, but that uh, was 100% what it was. That's good. Um, yeah. So he gives his gift to Marianne. Did she open it here? I can't remember if she did or I not. I can't remember what she did or not. I don't remember what it was. I, I think she's like, oh, this is a good time for a cuddle break or something. And they go upstairs and cuddle before she even opens it. Okay. Uh, okay. Larry eventually gives uh, Jennifer the gift that he got her. She cleared up really quick, though, by the way. She's like all rash free. No problem. She's good. Yeah. He's like mentions how he's worried about the marriage and stuff. She's like, don't worry. The marriage is fine. Um, She's like, I just sometimes I don't feel very attractive. And he's like, you're as attractive as always. And he gives her the gift and it's the neck pillow all the way back to that. And then uh, Jennifer says, cuddle break. Hmm? And then they go upstairs and that's the end of the episode. That's it. Uh, Credit scene. Like I think we mentioned last week too, that uh, these are kind of like cut scenes or like extended scenes. And that takes. Yeah. And this is the dog chasing uh, the guys around the store and pretty good like larry pretends to be like a tennis mannequin at some point and like the dog i honestly like i don't think realizes that it's larry standing there perfectly still and like is chasing <laughs> balky around like a, a display case while larry's just standing there not moving it's pretty funny if you go watch it it's a well-trained dog i mean at one point they throw treats past its head it doesn't even flinch it doesn't even follow them at all um but that's it that's our episodes this week um it's a tough one to rank i think um, I'll go first this week. I, in number three, I'm going to have uh, the Cooper episode with Teresa. I feel like that's been done so many times with like, okay, someone pretend or you don't know that someone is someone's like significant or like daughter or something. And then they're dating yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Um, and then two, I'll go perfect strangers. And then one, I'll go the uh, Cooper episode with uh, Coop getting the job at, uh, Vanessa's office. Okay. Okay. I, I'm definitely different here. I got perfect strangers at three. Again, I'm still just not there yet. I don't know. If my, my brain just isn't in that same mode of what, you know, mm-hmm. perfect strangers. Um, I'm going to put the job episode at two and the dating episode at one. Oh. And the reason I'm putting the dating one at one is because I don't know what it is. I, I did not think that I was going to like this Ricketts character. I thought he was going to get old to me. No, oh, yeah. I like Ricketts. I feel like he keeps getting better and better. Like I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm into it. Like I, I like him. I like him as a character. So I don't know how long he's around for, but he's growing on me. Um, yeah. So I, I like I like that he was in this a lot. He brings something different to the show for sure. I, I'm, does, I'm in for it. That char- that kind of character can get really overdone really quickly, and I feel like Ricketts just does it well. I don't I don't know what I don't just I don't know any way other other way to say it, but I feel like he does that that character really well. Yeah. Uh, what do we have coming up next week on the show? Uh, same old, same old. So we're going to do two episodes of Hang On Mr. Cooper. It'll be season one, episode 15, season one, episode 16, and then Perfect Strangers, season eight, episode three. And that's what we're going to do. And that's the only one that actually aired that week. Obviously, we're playing catch up on Cooper. Perfect. Thank you to uh, Tazos for the theme song once yeah, again. Yeah, Tazos. Thank you. Thank Happy you, thank 200th episode, Travis. Yeah, man. Happy 200. Hopefully, we make it to 208. We might. I don't know. It's going to be tough. Um, <laughs> Follow us on all social media at TGIFCast, TGIFCast at gmail.com if you want to send in your own theme song. And uh, we will be back next week, like Travis said, with two episodes of Cooper and another new Perfect Strangers. Yeah. Anything else, Steve? That's it for me. Have a good week, man. You got it, dude. It's Friday night 
and the mood is right. We gonna have some fun, show you how it's done. DJIF TBA podcast.